Hello there, welcome along to Pardon the Interruption Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovic. Been a big week. Barack won the election. Uh, the guy won Big Brother. We've had the Melbourne Cup. And what was your highlight? Well, I had my first minor brush with royalty. Who was? With Camilla and uh, Charles. You met and them? And I had, yeah, I had a close-up of Camilla. And let me tell you, Russell, I'm still none the wiser. None the wiser as to what? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean, die. God. <laughs> I'm not actually sure where you were going with that one, but I can deal with that. Green Moon or Camilla? Who do you reckon was the more attractive? Well, life's all about choices. I'd have liked to have something on Green Moon rather than something on Camilla. Uh, tonight on the show, Ian Crook is gone. Damien Oliver's career is looking pretty sick. The Wallabies are flatlining, but there is some life in our cricketers. Plus, we play over-under, and our very own Andrew Osati from ESPN FC is Sati. here to talk football. It's all brought to you by sportingbet.com.au, who apparently all buying each other new BMWs after their performances. I think they end up on the right side of the ledger this week. Correct. <laughs> we start with cricket. And the performance of Michael Clarke in the first test has silenced some critics who thought he should have batted at number three rather than throw in debutant Rob Quiney. He scored a couple of hundred, of course. Doesn't hide the fact that we now don't have a serious number three. And given Ponting's yes, we age, we yeah. don't have a serious number four. Should Clark have taken the bull by the horns? Look, I was raised in the Ian Chapel era. I'd love to see Australian captains come in at number three or open. But the reality is uh, Quiney had made a lot of runs in shield cricket. But he bats is four. It? Yeah, well, he, he was Quiney. I'm talking open. three. Yeah, three. But why pick Quiney if he's not going to open? And when Watson's not going to well, come Watson's back as come back. Watson's going to come back as five or six. six. That's the thing. Come back at six. Is there a chance for look? Michael Clark scored two hundred. He bats sixty at five, and he bats thirty. Averages thirty at three. Is he scared to bat at number oh, three? Oh, rubbish! There's nothing to bat. So why wouldn't he do it? His batting's been absolutely exemplary since so taking out the captaincy. Well, for the balance of the side, he sees fit to come in at number five. So rather than put an opener so at number three and an old bloke at number four. Well, an old bloke at number four. What about if Ponting had made 100? He didn't. You... No, well, he didn't, but he has been making hundreds. But he didn't. Well, he has. But he didn't. In the shield. But he didn't. Jockey Damien Oliver is facing a career-ending ban after reports he confessed to making a $10,000 bet on a rival horse back in 2010. The rumour is that is uh, they asked the stewards to delay banning him until after the carnival to avoid any bad publicity as if they hadn't had enough during the course yes. of the week. Now, now this, how bad is that, do you think? Well, if it's true that he did a plea bargain, I think it's a grossly unfair decision by the stewards. Because if it was Jay Smith from The Apprentice well, from Benalla... Well, they just dealt with Danny Nicolick. They dealt with Danny Nicolick and in the house him. as well. And, if it was, and they wanted him out. If it was a young apprentice that did the wrong thing, they would have whooshed him as well. Now, Damien Oliver, let's be serious. Ten years ago, his brother passed away... Great ambassador, yeah. and this was a feel-good story about mm. the whole carnival. Well, allegedly, but he, I think he's admitted to he's it He's admitted to it, yeah. allegedly. Now, we're not going to go into the whys and wherefores, but I got the tip last week that it was on the... On the plea bargain was scantered into yes. there's no doubt about that. and that is a bad look for the industry. If you can let it go... On guide... top of allegations, on top of the fact that rumours were rife throughout the carnival that EPA levels are up again... Yep. And uh, tubing came back in the boat. Just a bad look. Oh, and all of the time, racing. they're fining blokes for waving to the cameras. They go over the line and for two hundred bucks. And more importantly, stewards, uh, the stewards, racing stewards, need to lift their game in terms of you know the protocols that are My, prevalent. Not Damien Oliver's fault. If he gets allowed to ride, yeah. ride like a man possessed. To the A League though, and Sydney FC coach Ian Crook stood down from his gig after consecutive losses, saying it affected his health and he's not the man for the job. It was a courageous decision or a bit of a coward? Well, let me tell you, I think it's a noble deed and extremely courageous. There's no doubt about that. True. But you, what you've got to question here is the process and the due diligence conducted in his appointment and by whom. Surely oh. they would, might, might have been aware of the fact 
that he may not have been up to the challenge in his initial stage. Well, I think there's been a few coaches that may not have been up to the challenge over the years, and a lot of them have never stood down. Well, Del most Piero's presence has made even he cited that as a problem. I in this day and age, most coaches get fired because they can get paid out of their contract rather than stand down. I think this is a noble, noble deed, right. and particularly if it was causing him health issues. Well, I'll tell you the problem with the A-League is it's in its infancy. There's no problem at the moment. No, it's there flying. Is. It's in its infancy. You see what happened with Yurakovic when they got Kuehl. These superstars that come over in a fledgling competition like this, you know, ride, they don't ride roughshod, but they're bigger than Ben Hur. Hang on. And, just and, in two and environments. Sydney and Melbourne. Every superstar in the other uh, environments, in other teams, is going enormously well. Lesser lights have difficulty. They compromise their, their standing and their status. And, it's, and at the end of the day, it Spe all topples over. Speaking of uh, pear-shaped and lesser lights, the Wallabies kicked off their spring tour with a 33-6 flogging at the hands of the French. Now, this is after that penalty-a-thon against the All Blacks, which they drew... But they haven't scored a try in two games now. Took only one match for the, the Wallabies are back bubble to burst. What have we been saying all along? This is, look, I'm, this is becoming tedious, this. There's just no flair, there's no variety, there's no, no second wave of attack and there's no tries. No tries. No tries. I know they were probably undermanned. You know, there's no, no get, mate, Pocock, there's no Hickenbotham, Ioni. French. I know, it was a bad look. Look, it was a bad look. And I'll tell you what else I'm annoyed at. The press conferences, if I see Robbie Deans once more, you know, with his head lowered and mumble out a couple of inane comments about the side's performance. The group. Um, Never calls a, it the side, yeah, always the says group. the group. I tell you what, there's a lot to be said about the performance of a side mirror images that of the coach. Yeah. Now, I reckon they are lacklustre. He's well, got personality. He's got to be a bit more animated. Lift, up, lift yourself. Apologize. Say it as it is. Apologise well, for apologize. the performance. It was a bad appointment from the start. I'm telling you now, we made two mistakes in this country. Appointing Robbie Deans as coach and giving Sachin Tendulkar an Order of Australia. That was purely on a political... Anyhow, it's not a political statement. Mate, that Lambert... Newcastle Knights hooker Danny Badiris. What about this one? Was left red-faced during the week after he announced he'd signed on as a defensive coach. Would you believe for the HGT Brumbies in Super Rugby? But the NRL and Newcastle had no knowledge of the job and 15 minutes later, Danny realised the error of his ways and handed his resignation. <laughs> now, was that courageous off. or stupid? Stupid. Uh, Danny must have had There's too much... There's no nicer bloke in, let me tell you, rugby beer. league circles than Danny Badiris. I know, but if you're going to... In the contract, says if you're going to do something, you better tell us. That's third-party agreements. Getting a job with the opposition code's probably way up there. It's like Israel Folau signing with Parramatta before... Oh, actually, he might have already... Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Because you're reasonably intelligent. I'm very intelligent. How would Danny have managed this time? The Brumbies we know play out of... Well, there was a flight from Newcastle to Canberra <laughs> on the Nathan Tinkler jet. He just borrows... Nathan. Oh, hang on, Nathan might so, be on a fuel So lap. what happens when they play on the no same day? Money. What happens when they both play on the He's same day? He's a defensive coach. He's just a strategy, how to tackle, how to defensive. And then oh. on the off days, he just goes down. If they play on the same day, he gets yanked <laughs> off at half-time and goes down there. I reckon it's one of the most... When I read it... Well, you'll be playing I, golf with you. Danny in a couple of weeks' time I will. I, at look, the Jack Newton Classic. I saw Danny last week in Newcastle. He's a, a ripper bloke. Did you tell him... Did you give him advice no, about the No, that was before the appointment. Uh, here's another stupid scenario. The Adelaide Crows are in a world of heart, uh, uh, hurt, even, after the AFL announced charges against them over the Kirk Tippett saga. The player himself may be deregistered and two officials effectively banned from the game. Harsh or fair call? Naughty, naughty, Adelaide. <laughs> it's all right if you get away with it, but uh, let me tell you. If the evidence so far, which is fairly compelling, of, signs, uh, of teams that have transgressed in mm. terms of rotting salary cap or being uh, complicit with players uh, and, and trying to... Uh, back-end deals. Back-end deals, deals and yeah. that. 
they've been they've come down on them like they'll a, get a million uh, bucks. They will hit them Tell that you what, hard. They've played this badly because the lawyers and the agent for Kirk Tippett pulled this out of left field mm. when the pressure was brought to bear over the signing with the Swans, and it's all blown up in their face. Yeah, I think there's no doubt the AFL will send out a very clear and strong message. They'll be decisive, incisive, and they'll cull strongly. What do you they'll think will find, happen? They'll find them a million dollars. And what will happen to Tippett? Well, I don't know. Tippett, Tippett may well be suspended. Tippett. I don't think they will. They won't actually... You know what Tippett, What no. will happen to Tippett? Tippett will be made stay. He'll made to go to the draft and go to GWS. Well, GWS he he will not go to the Swans. Well, I don't think that'll happen. But that'll he, that'll be an even worse. Uh, he may be well made to stay. Let me tell you. And anyhow, uh, no, there'll be other there'll be other there'll be other casualties though. I tell you and what, they'll, get, there'll be draft uh, concessions. Well, also. they are silly. This bloke's a star. Casey Stoner has finished his MotoGP career, finishing third in the Valencia Grand Prix. Overall, won two mm. world titles, won the Aussie MotoGP six times, all on the trot. Thirty-eight wins in all. And where does he stand in history, especially compared to Wayne Gardner, Mick Doohan and the likes? Well, I think the evidence is fairly compelling. You've got, you just read it all out. I think he's right on top of the tree. Well, equal. I, I don't I, think you can put him ahead of well, Doohan. Doohan, what, was five world titles? The endorsement by his peers has been overwhelming. I think Danny Pedrosa and everyone said that he's by far and above the best rider. Smaller now, you might field? say it might have been a smaller pond the, as the, opposed the, to the other big boys. The current MotoGP has been diluted I mean, whilst other sports have sort of leapt ahead of him. May them. well be the case, but you can only do what you do and he's been Correct. doing it, you know, he's done it emphatically. And, uh, look, and he's, you know what he's done? He's done it with style, with aplomb, never mm. got himself into strife. No. He can now retire for a little while, he can go and do whatever he likes, mm. play with his family, spend his money, he's earned it. Well done. He's and been he's, a wonderful ambassador As opposed too. to a lot of young 20-year-old Australian sports people... Such uh, as? Bernard Tomic. He has been a star both here and abroad. Yeah, Totally endorsed. Valid point. That is the headlines. Next up, our ESPN football royalty, Andrew Osadi. You may remember him from a couple of years ago. He's been all around the world commentating on Champions League and UK football. Well, he's back here for five good minutes with plenty going on in the A-League right now. We're going to have a chat to him straight after the break. Outstanding. Andrew Osadi. It is turning out to be a bumper season for the A-League and a man who's back in town because he just misses us so much. He's Mr ES Soccer. Mr Soccer, Mr Football. No doubt. The I new version from ESPN FC. Andrew Sardi, welcome back to Australia. Nearly four years. Nearly Boys, four years. I've missed it. And I've been smelling the jasmine. We've brought, you, my we've brought you back just for this show. So you've only got a couple of hours and you've got to nick off. Yeah. But from afar, because you've based yourself in the USA, the A-League, does it get... Uh, any traction across uh, anywhere other markets? It does. I think overseas, especially in the US, they look at the A-League because there are many parallels with the Major League Soccer over there and you do have one game live every week in the United yeah. States as well. So, I mean, at least there is some exposure to the highlights and you stay in touch. And as an Italian uh, born and your parents are in Italy, Alessandro Del Piero, what did that do to raise the bar well, a bit? A, well, it's a huge coup, isn't it? Because, I mean, he's an icon. I mean, most people, I think there was a poll out recently which said Del Piero is the most popular Italian sportsman, right? So, right across the board, you've in automatically... The world. Well, for amongst Italians, there was a yeah. poll that he is the most sportsman. popular sportsman. Well, every so Sydney game is broadcast uh, live in Italy. It except is. in Venice, yeah, media is set, media set bought the rights so for a year. <laughs> certainly wouldn't be a war hero. Anyway, put it this, tell me, uh, what about Ian Crooks? What would you take on the 
Sydney FC's it's, resignation. It's a shambles, isn't it? I mean, I feel for the guy because he's come out honestly and said that he couldn't handle the pressure, that it was affecting his health. Now, you have to respect that. Yeah. But I also question how it got to this just six rounds into yeah, the season. Yeah, Sam said. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't it makes you know how that... Due diligence. Well, they talk about that Del Piero and Crook, that was all hand-in-hand, hand, that they spoke to the coach who was ready to handle him. But... You know, in the end, in the wash-up, it didn't really work out. And, and I wonder how we even got to this position if there were these question marks over who, who replaces him now? Well, they're going to take their time. I, I heard the CEO talking well, about it. Well, will be short term. Well, short term. You've got Corica there as a caretaker, but, but it's too coach. early in the season. I mean, 21 rounds left. You can't, you can't look to a caretaker unless you're going to back Corica. he's not a coach anyway. No, so he's not ready to step up for that. Yeah. I mean, he, he could do it, but they're going to look overseas here. Ernie Merrick's the obvious well, one. there's Ernie Merrick. There's yeah. a whole bunch of guys around who'd be looking if you're for it. There's Frank Farina. There's a whole bunch of local For God's sake. He's been That's all right. I'm used to it. You've got to learn here. He's back in Australia. That's Just bark over me. My father does all the time. A quick question. Question on uh, the A-League in Australia and the FFA with David Gallup. Were you, when you heard the news that he was going to be the new man, were you happy about that? Yes, because, I don't know, it continues this trend, you know, from John O'Neill to Ben Buckley to now David Gallup. I think they've been looking outside of football, soccer, to try and engage other markets uh, and understanding, to spread the, the understanding of, in a business sense across the land. And, yeah. and when I saw him yesterday, I mean, my first impression was he's been working on his tan since he left the yeah. NRL post, and I think he needs a tailor. Right, because I don't. Th he's a lanky character, and I don't think the suit was was fitting him too well. Ooh, so I don't know what like you guys have spoken no. like an Italian. Well, exactly. I mean, appearances are important. Um, we've got the Socceroos <laughs> playing South Korea on Wednesday night. We've got five uncapped players. Uh, since you uh, have been overseas, have you seen a Socceroos that have improved under Hoggy Osek? Or no, no. Plato? The Socceroos have not improved. The Socceroos have gone in the other direction. But it's very simple, and I think it was understood because there was a golden generation through 2006, and we haven't been taking care of the grassroots for a long time. So what you're seeing is, is that a dilution of talent. Osik also has his critics because he hasn't blooded young players quickly enough. But I would also argue that he doesn't have the kind of young guns out there to make the national team as competitive as they were before. So I think for now you have to expect a drop-off in quality and performances from the Socceroos. But Asia is such that there is enough room to wiggle and make mistakes in the qualification phase that I think you still get through to Brazil. What can you tell us about guys like Rogic, Beige, Lecky? Well, Rogic, Rogic is the Kekovic. one, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Rogic is the one because you're talking about a very rare breed. Is he going to develop into a true playmaker, the kind of which we rarely see in Australia? Someone very technically gifted, defence-splitting passes, can score, can, can do everything. He's so young and everyone's at pains tried to hose down the expectation. You even heard Ozzyk say, you know, please, leave the kid well, we alone because... Someone. No, but you, you can't look to this kid. And I agree, leave the kid alone because you could destroy his career. He's only a kid. If you heap too much pressure on him, he's not ready for international level. Mate. It's good for him to go into the squad and to look at Lucas and look at these other guys and see them and how they conduct themselves but in that Lucas setup. But Lucas and Harry easy. and all of these guys that have been forever can't get a gig with an EPL team at the moment. No, and like I said to you, we are at a level now where our players are not commanding that kind of position in an EPL club or any top division Italian club or Spanish. That is the reality. The, they are a different breed now. The biggest headline we've had in Australian football this week is a 40-year-old golf goalkeeper saving a penalty for Fulham. And, and what's that, wrong with that? No, nothing, but that's where we're at. That a 40-year-old is our biggest Listen, highlight of the week. first of all, goalkeeping shouldn't be the concern because we have others. Yeah. I mean, between the fact that Schwarzer refuses to retire 
You know, he doesn't have I mean, to. He's no, he doesn't have to retire, but, you know, and goalkeepers can go on into their 40s. You've got that What about the Wanderers? Are they a success, there. the Wanderers? The Wanderers are, are playing well under Tony Popovich, I think. Yeah. And, look, don't forget, they were born overnight, this club. I mean, the FFA is propping them up. What do you expect from them right now? Mate, make sure you're not away for another four years. That yeah, was fun. It was, it was only good. five minutes, but it was oh, fun. I did animated. my best. I did my best. Andrew Osadi there helping us out from ESPN FC. Next up, we play over-under and on the agenda. Bernard Tomic, Shamil Heskey. And how many wins will the Nissans get in their return to the V8s next year? We should get him on more. Yeah, yeah. standing. Yeah, absolutely. Fly your back. Come on back. Bit of salami, bit of cheese, bit of pasta. <laughs> Which is, that's exactly what we need. Bit of variety. You need it? I need a little bit of beefing up. Over under time here on PTI Australia. Pretty simple concept. Uh, we have a number. Decide whether it's plus or minus that number. First up, Emil Heskey already has five goals in his six games in the A-League. He's a superstar. So for the season, over under, Sam, 20 goals. Or 19 and a half. Well, if you extrapolate that over a period of another 80% of the season, you've got yeah. 20% of it's gone. Multiply that by four, five, well, I'm going to say over. Yeah, Pyagoras' theorem. Pyagoras' theory, yeah. theorem, even. But you know what's wrong with theory and, and <laughs> never, uh, practicality? Never happens. It never correlates. You're dead but right. over, under, 20 goals. Over, I'm saying over. They're playing yeah. a good brand of football, yes. attacking brand of football, plenty of scoring opportunities, and they're utilising it. You know so, what the other thing is? He knows how to find the back of the net, and he's a bit faster runner. I think Alexand Alessandro Del Piero is a little on the, uh, yeah, on the, on on the, the lazy uh, side, without being rude. Oh. He doesn't run as much as uh, Heskey. What Latin Hesky. Lothario well, slow. He comes off 20 minutes before the end of the game, doesn't he? You don't yeah, see Heskey well, doing that. Well, that's why he's um, the coach. Nissan joining Holden and Ford on the V8 Supercars grid next year. So this is a pretty simple one. Will the Nissan win a race next year over under half a win? Over. Only because Todd and Rick Kelly, who will be the drivers, mm. assuming, I'm, I'm taking this for gospel, that the car will stack up. If the car's reliable, the engineers do their job, the talent's certainly behind the cockpit. In the car. There's no doubt behind the wheel. <laughs> so if the car stacks up... Or the cockpit. Oh, the cockpit. Well, you know what I mean. I say no. In the no. driver's seat, they I will say win. I'm going to call them... Well, the GWS well, won, won a couple of games. They've won cars before. They've won races before. Yeah, the but Kelly. it was a supercharged car, the Nissan. Well, that's what I'm the saying. The Godzilla. Nissan yeah, but the Nissan... Remember the Godzilla? Oh, the Godzilla. I do and, remember. And uh, the, the driver that said, you can all go and get nicked. I can't remember his name. Um, but anyway, my I say no. I say it might take a year or two, but I like the car. I saw it in the pictures during the week. I think it's a Cool car. Uh, it be interesting to see how many fans they no, get. This no There's been no tries in the Wallabies in the last two <laughs> tests. That's uh, 160 <laughs> minutes of football. So how many tries for the rest of the spring tour? Three games, over under five and a half tries, England, Italy and Wales. Well, given the fact they haven't scored a try in two and a half years, I'd say under. Yeah, but Wales got beat the other day what. by Argentina. Yeah, look. Italy, they'll score a couple. said the same thing about France. They've been batted <laughs> France in, Come on. in a submission. Over or under? No, under. They won't score tries. I'm telling you, they don't, they don't know how to score tries. They're not coached to score tries. <laughs> they don't know where the try line is. They are totally bereft of any clout about how to play rugby anymore because they become automatons. That's robots. You should and what be coaching they do them. Now, I should be coaching them. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of tries they leak... At least they should be able to score some tries. For what it's worth, I'm going to say over because I'm a oh, diehard yeah, yeah. fan. I reckon they might score three or You're four against... You're a diehard fan. If they score three or four against Italy, that I'm might patriotic life. too, but I'm not going to be patriotic for the sake of what just What was being... supposed to be Bernard Tomic's breakthrough year? He's had an absolute shock at currently number 51 in the world. So over under top 50 in the world in 2013, before you say your mark, he has not beaten a player ahead of him in the mm. rankings this year. 
and may not, and I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure, has not taken a set nope. off a player above him in the rankings this year. So I'm going to say there's no way in hell, in heck, in heaven and everywhere else, he is going to be below 50. So I'm saying over. I'm saying under. You think he'll turn it around? I do. Only, How? Be, only because I think he's got wonderful mentors in Pat Rafter. I hope his he's old man gets him and gives him the prat. biggest kick up the arse that he's ever had. I know he's only a kid, so we've got to keep making allowances. We're all a bit... Uh, and you can remember your youth. Yeah, but I was never that good. And uh, I'm going to cut him some slack for that because I think genuinely he's a good kid. But as soon as uh, they get hold of him and you know realise his talent, when he, got pinged, he will realise his uh, potential. When he got pinged the other day and he said, don't you know who I am? Well, that, that might be taken out of context. He may not have said that. What would you he know, have said? Look, I don't know. Look, That's coming from a person who said that in his time. He's a bit brazen and you know a bit brash. It's only a young, don't you remember yourself as a 20-year-old? What about you? You That's know, he's it. got a few foibles, but let's cut him a bit of slack. Over, under is over. He cut the up. wallabies a bit of slack. A legend turns 85. How many yeah. years has it been since one of the most infamous incidents in Australian cricket history? And the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. Don't you know who you yeah, is? Who is? Don't you know Don't who you are? Don't you know who you are? Why are you like that? Happy 85th birthday this week, the legendary trainer Bart Cummings. 12 Melbourne Cups. Still training winners all over the place. Probably the greatest there ever was. Eh? Absolutely. Happy 31st anniversary to the spat, famous spat between DK Lilly and Jarvid Meandad in the uh, Perth Test years ago. Lilly said Meandad kicked him. Jarvid rose his bat as if he was going to belt Lilly across the head. It was handbags at 10 paces, but all good. And they kissed and made up. And they lived happily ever after. Correct. Happy trails to the LA Lakers coach, Mike Brown. <laughs> Just five games into an 82-game season, he has been sacked for losing four out of those five. Apparently, Pretty brutal, eh? Apparently it was affecting his health. Uh, now with a big finish and after the NRL put expansion plans on hold, believe it or not, the West Coast Pirates are now looking at the idea of playing in the English Super League, which is probably the second dumbest idea I've heard since Danny Baderas. Well, what can you say? <laughs> the Australian Masters is this weekend and there's been talk that the USPGA could make the tournament part of their tour in years to come. Now, that's a good idea. But it won't happen. Still on golf, and Rory McIlroy has won both the European and the US money list this year, making him the greatest player in the modern era. He is leaving Tiger in his wake more and more as time goes on. I don't know. Jury's still out. I've still got faith in the old Tiger on the golf course. And the Tuckeroos play South Korea Wednesday night in a friendly in South Korea. Pick the score. Well, it's a friendly, so I'll pick 3-1 to the Socceroos. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week, and I like England to destroy the Wallabies. So much faith for me. 13-plus, I reckon. And I like, would you believe, Graham McDowell to win the Australian Masters. That's one out of left field. And Sporting Bet think Brisbane will smash Sydney FC despite a new coach. Oh. I don't know about that one. Well, I th it's at I home. It's, it's at, at home, home in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, by the way, don't forget to download our podcast in the iTunes store. Just search PTI Australia. And by the way, Andrew Osadi has asked to give a special plug to the Champions League, which is, of course, live and uh, on ESPN. Check your local guides. All of the games on ESPN3.com and various games on ESPN and ESPN2. I'm Russell Barwick. That'll do it for today. Sam I'm Kegovich. Sam Kekovic. As always, you know it makes a lot of sense. Charlie and Camilla, bon voyage home. <laughs> you had to do that, didn't you? Just I love the Royals. I'm a Royal fan. I love them while they're over there. I love them. I